A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. It's the Golf Show with Brian Katrick. He's been the talk of the course today with his huge drives and Ollie Dean. I really am rugged with this. It's early Sunday morning. The sun is coming up. I'm on the tee at seven. I'm here to try my luck. They say this game's a tough one, but I'll give it my best shot. Though the bunkers look like beaches and the greens like parking lots. Oh, Lord. Big match coming up, fellas. Gonna beat me in the caddy. What am I gonna do? Why don't you try him a little left? And why don't you try back up? Give me just a little room. Help me keep my head down. Save me from those double bogey blues. Golf requires goofy pants and fat ass. You know, you don't deserve any credit hitting the ball with that swing of yours. Try to hit one with my swing. I'm catching the ball. I'm moving my head. I'm laying it off. Well, that's true. I'm prone When you're at me, I'm clearing to it. I'm clearing to it. My God, my swing through. I'm going to launch him. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole. Save me from the double bogey blue. Gunga, galunga. And we welcome you to the program. Happy Sunday morning to you. It's the golf show on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Brian Katrick, Ollie Dean, once again in separate places. Uh, a special thanks to uh, Peter Burns, who was just doing the show best weekend ever there on ESPN. He just teased at the top of the hour. They're going to be talking about a story, and it was a golf story, and it's the exact story we're going to start the show with. <laughs> Ollie, good morning. How are you doing? I am well. How are you? Excellent. I'm out here in Carrollton, Georgia, at uh, Sunset Hills Country Club, which I have never been to until Friday when I came out here. They have something called the Pomp Schaefer Invitational. It's uh, just a golf tournament. You come play. You try to win. Now, on the pantheon of golf tournaments in the state of Georgia, is this is this a major championship, much like the Smyrna City Championship? I, to me, it is. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to. Uh, I had not. I didn't know it was here. And honestly, I mean, you already know this. It has to do with how I do today. You know, <laughs> if I lay an egg today, then it's not a major. No, no. it's a tune-up. <laughs> it's a tune-up tune up for the right. Smyrna City. <laughs> yeah, it's just something else. It's just another one of those great events that the tour puts on. But, <laughs> uh, but, but should you play well today, it'll be a major and embroidered oh, on your back. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why there's any question of that. Uh, it is. It, I can tell you right now. That it's a, it's going to be a staple of my schedule. This place, we're, we're going to Justin Chapur is going to come on. He is the head pro here, the director of golf. This is a gem. I don't even want to say it's a hidden gem because it's not really hidden. It's just not where we all normally drive past because we're out here in Carrollton. Well, Carrollton's kind of hidden anyway. It's just out. It's just a different city. You know, we don't drive through Birmingham either. <laughs> but I don't consider Birmingham hidden. <laughs> Yeah, but it's next to a major interstate. Carrollton's kind of off the beaten path a little bit. 
Yeah, it's a little little down. It's on the way to Birmingham. That's why that was top of mind. It's like Rome, Georgia. You know, there's no there's no easy way to get to Rome, Georgia. That's a good point. It's a good point. Good comparison. I'll give you credit. Yeah. All right. Our intern is late again, by the way, so no one's tallying that up. Uh, our intern, Adam Crooks, is interning this week at Atlanta Motor Speedway. He wants us to give him credit for having been early. He says, I've been 30 minutes early to Atlanta Motor Speedway all week. Well, I'm glad he cares about that internship. That's that's a good thing. Yeah, my reply was, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, briefly, because... We're the motorsports guys as well. Congratulations, hometown boy Austin Hill winning the uh, Xfinity race last night. Yeah, what, what an exciting the, the what they did at Atlanta Motor Speedway, and we both had the chance to drive it. You couldn't do it for a couple of reasons, but you've you've spent a bunch of time down there. But the adding the the narrowing the track up, but adding the banking to the turns has made it a little miniature super speedway and the racing I think is better than they expected little mini six car packs aerodynamics a big deal uh if you lose the draft you're going to lose a lap and it won't take long I mean it, it just it's very exciting and they didn't even have the big one so somehow they've managed to avoid that so there's not even a safety issue I don't know how they're doing it, it it's just brilliant there were some pretty good saves to avoid the big one um but yeah to your point um Allmendinger was at one point two laps down I think he ended up finishing 10th so anyways great event down there what you have for dinner last night um nothing nothing so that's yeah. the same thing Greg will have at the champions dinner at the Open Championship. Here's the story that Peter Burns was talking about. I got a seemingly innocuous email. Did you like that? Say that was a pretty good segue. I'm You're, kind of proud of that. I'll give you credit. Thanks, brother. That was a hell of a segue. <laughs> <laughs> I was here for uh, my round ended seven hours after it started yesterday because uh, we had big rain delays and all kinds of problems. So my dinner was not really sure which which of my grazing sessions would be considered dinner. <laughs> But um, get an email, maybe Friday. I think it's Friday. I feel like it was Friday. I just texted you a screenshot, but I don't think it says yesterday. Yeah, go with like, Friday. Yeah, let's go, go with Friday. Friday. Um, here's what the email says from the RNA. Uh, the, the, the subject line is statement on the RNA celebration of champions. Now, you have to read this like the starter at the Open Championship. All right. Well, well, let me tell you what I did with the statement on the celebration, the RNA celebration of champions. I didn't even open this email. I just hit delete. <laughs> I don't care. I mean, I know what they're doing over there. I'm, I'm very excited about the British Open next week at St. Andrews. Love it. You're going to love it. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, whether it's a good weather week, bad weather week, whether half the field gets wiped out because of a terrible weather draw like they usually do, it doesn't matter. We're going to all love it. But they can come across as a little pompous at times. So I just deleted this. Here's what I should have read. In response to inquiries regarding the already celebration of Champions Field and the Champions Dinner... We can confirm that we contacted Greg Norman to advise him that we have decided not to invite him to attend on this occasion. The 150th Open Championship is an extremely important milestone for golf and we want to ensure that the focus remains on celebrating the championship and its heritage. Unfortunately... 
We do not believe that would be the case if Greg were to attend. Ooh, I like the I like the, the drop there. Nice bass. Thank you. We hope when circumstances allow, Greg will be able to attend again. Yeah, what circumstances are those? In the future. Is that the is that him getting fired from from Live? I don't is, know. You get fired from Live, and we'll invite you back to our uh, our celebration of Champions Dinner. So they have a Champions Dinner, and they have this little four hole shootout that they'll bring some people out to. Um, we already told you the backstory, but you're forgiven if you don't remember it. This was a big one. This is the 150th anniversary at of, St. The, Andrews. of the first playing, and it's at St. Andrews. This is the one they had to flip-flop this with Royal Birkdale, where Greg had actually won one of his two British Opens uh, for last year because they took the insurance settlement the year before. So they've thrown off the calendar. So all of a sudden, really, golf and tradition is important to them. They've when, thrown uh, off the rota. Yeah, when Lloyds of London came knocking with a gigantic check, the tradition wasn't all that important. So settle down over there, Nigel. With your traditions and your history. Hope you enjoy it. You're enjoying the boat you got for canceling the British Open, dork. Uh, so, But they do a little four-hole shootout. Greg wanted to play in this one. The way it works, if you're a past champion, you can play up until you're 60. Uh, like, for example, uh, Mark Kalkovecki is getting to play. He's well over 60. I think he's 62. But because they canceled the one, they're giving him the spot that he would have gotten. Greg applied for that same thing, and they said no. No, sir. So first of all, you can't play. Second of all, Celebration of Champions will go play a little four-hole scramble on Wednesday night or Have Tuesday nice night. Have a nice yeah. sherry. Yeah. Then, and so we figured he's going to get invited to that. No. Wrong. No. 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 Thanks for asking. We appreciate your invite, but at this particular time, no. There will be no Greg. At the Apen Championship. So, Greg Norman has kind of put himself in this position. He is either going to, let's give him his due of his vision that he's articulated, change the game of golf for the better, or he is going to be the most historical pariah in the history in the game of golf. That is very well said. I'll give you credit. Max. We don't have any intern, so the tote board is not being. Wait, we don't even know how many that is. Get another intern. I'll give, I'll give Derek credit for playing that that song. That was great. But yeah. once again, I'll Paul, give myself credit for suggesting you read it in the voice that you read it in. And help uh, giggle over here. Well, here I'll give you even more credit because you didn't know this, but I've done that for years, and that's why Derek had the song ready. Nice. <laughs> There you go. Well, we know you're a big fan of the Open Championship and all that it uh, all that it embodies. It's just too presumptuous for my taste. It's a great event. Thank, thanks to Arnold Palmer for making it a great event again. No doubt about that. It's a great event. It's the it's the the of all the golf tournaments in all of the world. It is the one that is least likely to identify the guy playing the best golf because that guy could get snowed on on Thursday morning. Well, we saw a little bit of that at the Scottish Open. Certainly, there were two draws, a good and a bad one at the Scottish Open. Yeah. And that happens. But I've played the old course four times. It's a wonderful experience. You, you did should, you enjoy you can, it the first time you played it? Um, uh, m- unlike Bobby Jones, I did enjoy it the first time I played it. <laughs> yeah, I've never had the chance, but I've had a couple of friends that have gone over and played, and they kind of shared Bobby's point of view the first time they played it. But I don't really, I don't see what all the fuss is about. Uh, it's, it's. You know, it's so steeped in history. And even though the Chinese invented the game, and everybody knows the Chinese invented the game, including the Scots. I thought it was the North Korean. 
<laughs> no, he perfected the game. Oh, that's right. He shot 52. My bad. <laughs> Whatever it was. <laughs> it's an easy game. All you have to do is write down numbers. Yes. Um, it, it, you, can't, you can't go over there. And no, no matter where we, we stayed at the Russics, you can't you can't step anywhere near the property and not feel something special. You may or may not like the golf course, but th- to me, the overwhelming the, the special feeling overwhelmed everything else. And and then I did like the golf course. Um, and then I found out uh, the first time we played it, and then we played Kings Barns, Barns on the same trip. And I found out Kings Barns was actually more expensive than the old course. So I was like, Pfft. so the next year we went back. And I only played three rounds of golf, and all three were on the old course. Nice. Did you have to – did you win the lottery? How did it work for you? Won the lottery once, walked on once, and I forget how I got on the third time. Played it twice in the same day. You probably snuck on at the third hole or something. Just snuck on. Jumped, shot even jumped par. Jumped the fence at 17 and played it backwards. Shot even par twice in the same day. That's, and did. That's like pretty a good. Sick. Well, you know, because it stays daylight for 36 hours a day. Yes. Uh, I did a good solid six, seven hours worth of work in between those two rounds of golf. Played first off or, you know, very early. Worked the rest of the day. Got done. We still got some sunlight left. Went out and played 18 more. Couldn't believe it. Good for you. It was a great day. Good for you. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I, I give them a hard time for being stuffy and pompous and overblown and the ridiculous name they're trying to make us call this tournament we know what it is it's the open championship which of course for sure it is it's been the open championship for what of 150 years 10 at least the last five we're steeped in history but we're going to change the name yes we've done a marketing study um this will coincide with our scheduled change of us going to south africa and playing the sand belt of australia because this truly is an international open yeah, you want it to be considered the world's open. First of all, they got a more international field at the U.S. Open. Uh, take it somewhere else. Take it off one of those two islands. So they're it's not going to the on, sand belt of Australia? They're how about Spain? That? Spain would be great. Italy's really nice this time of year. How about mm. anywhere else well, other than there? So, so you're saying they, they still play in Britain? <laughs> they have saying? never been outside of the United Kingdom. Oh, you're saying? Ever. That's what I'm saying. It is the Britishest Open of all of the Opens. Well, wait, they played Northern Ireland. That's not part of the It is part United of the United Kingdom. Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. Yeah, but it's the addendum on the end. Hey, let's talk about some golf. Sanders <laughs> Shoffley. He's, he's leading. Another <laughs> great segue there from Ollie. Well, no, no, that wasn't on. a segue. That no. was just, I want to throw in the towel. You're going <laughs> to need this. You're going to need the scores later. The Greg Norman situation is odd. Why would they single him out? I honestly don't think they're too far off with the fact that if he's there, it might cause a distraction. But they don't have a media session at their champion's dinner. Why would that cause a big distraction? Is this a tip that they're they're not for what's going on? Because we've been waiting for a governing body to give us a, a clue. We're fairly certain the PGA of America is not for this. But we haven't heard anything from the Masters. The USGA just said, hey, we're running our event. Uh, the RNA said, hey, we're running our event. Is this a tip-off that maybe they're not thrilled with the LIV tour? Or are we reading too much into this? Uh, well, in the land of subtlety, this would be a sledgehammer. Of course they've tipped their hand. Uh, they pretty much said, we're not for this. We're not inviting the guy who is in charge of it. And he is a past champion. And it is the 150th anniversary yeah, this is clearly not 
not subtle. And if I, I can jump in, imagination. it's even to what you said, BK, the way, with the, with the way they said that statement, the RNA, it was almost as if to say, as long as they got this little act, if he drops this little act, we'll, we'll invite him. But as of right now, the way things are going... This billion-dollar side yeah, play. Yeah, this little thing that's happening over here that we're not going to talk about. Yeah, yeah, if, he, if he drops that and everything's... Maybe we'll welcome back Greg in the future. Yeah, stop your side hustle um, that you're making hundreds of millions of dollars on. And, and yeah, you'll come back for the, the 200th if you live that long. I think... The 200th. <laughs> I think... Maybe that's, 175. I, I, I'd love to think, think that's right. I just don't know. I think this was more about... We don't want people to write the articles that they're going to write if you're there. But isn't that a part of it? I mean, I guess that, that, goes, in, that goes into what we're talking about. Like, I'd like that As of right the, now, we don't want this over here. I'd like that to be the, less, the, the least important part of it. Unfortunately, I think it might just be the most important part of it. Yeah. Um, so here's the reality. The reality is if you are a participant in, uh, to say current is wrong, but the ecosystem of golf from a business standpoint going back two years before all this nonsense started. There is no benefit to you. Um, Liv has not created any benefit for anybody that was part of that ecosystem. So to think that you're not going to be seen as a threat to that ecosystem is just kind of silly. It may work out. Liv may be the greatest thing since sliced bread. We may be talking about live leaderboards at some point and actually care about what's happening that could happen i can't predict the future but right now if you were part of the historical ecosystem of golf this is not something you're a fan of so i don't think it was an accident i don't think it was subtle i certainly think that is the first major sanctioning body to come out in a very strong way and say at best this is a distraction at worst we don't want to be a part of it i think that's well said well, thanks. There's the, the tote board is so full for Ollie over the last few weeks. It's I didn't give him any like, credit. I just said I that was well said. That's I all. I just, I just was, <laughs> look, you do a radio roll. show. It's supposed to be well said. Just back down. <laughs> Settle down. Like, I don't give these guys any credit for actually running the 150th. That's your job that you're supposed to do. Every other governing body ran a major championship that year. You had to cancel yours. They get no credit. I mean, did you have some bad mutton over there when you were visiting? Did you not? Yeah. Were you not able to find a Mountain fact, Dew? I mean, what is this? No, what is this I wasn't. ill will that you harbor <laughs> you towards our going. friends across the pond? Did every you, one of those. Did you not find a your... mozzarella stick? I mean, what is your no. deal? Every one of your suggestions is going to be right. <laughs> you are the every... biggest Anglophile I have ever met in my life. I'm going to get a British sticker and put it on your car. Anglophile. Do you like that? I don't even know what that means. Well, look it up. All right, well, I'm going to have to step aside in order to look it up. Uh, I, I got no issues with what's going on over there. They hate you, by the way. Put those glasses on and watch the British Open. They hate you. Yeah, they're not fan. I think it's a girl from Canada. You know it's surprising? Canadians yeah. hate us, too. Yeah, that's that's disappointing. Yeah, it really was. I didn't think they hated anybody. That's because we keep having teams from Florida win the Stanley Cup. Maybe it was just because I was dating their daughter. <laughs> <laughs> that could also have been the it could case. Have been, it could have been more personal. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, like, like we said before, you're going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. We're all going to watch it. We're going to enjoy it. We should. I love the Open Championship. We sh- which Open Championship? <laughs> the Italian. Yeah, that was a good one. I like the French. Too. <laughs> They're having the Ryder Cup, the next Ryder Cup at the place that they play the Italian Open. <laughs> 
Scottish Open's been fun. Scottish Open's been fun. We're not allowed to talk about that till the last segment. Yeah, you guys. I've already got chastised. You guys are going to do scores (laughs) at the uh, Scottish Open. Talk about all the storylines at the Scottish Open. That's great. Hey, where's where's next week's Open going to be? Uh, Scotland. Oh yeah, yeah. Is that, part yeah. Of, is that part of Britain? It's like it's like fifty miles from where they're playing today. All right. Well, I have to ask you this because <laughs> we're losing you during the last segment because you you're going to leave the show and hustle I'm, to the first tee. I'm going to play in the open here. That's, well, we don't know. It depends on how well you do. Whether it's a major. Uh, Cameron Tringali. Yes. Has won the most money on tour over like eleven million dollars, almost twelve million dollars, I think, or maybe just a little over twelve million. Has never won a PGA Tour event. He is yeah. has the distinction of being the largest money winner in the history of the PGA Tour without a win. And there's some interesting yeah. people on that list. Brandon DeYoung's on that. Bryony Baird, I forgot about that one. How heartbreaking was his round yesterday? Uh, it's not over yet, so that's the good news. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much yeah, over. It was it was rough. He hates that. Just so you know, Cameron hates that. I mean, he doesn't mind the money, but he hates that question. He hates that storyline. And if well, I was like in the his Crush position, Davis situation, yeah, if I was in his position, I'd hate it too. Uh, we're going to step aside. You can come back and circle back to that. You're we'll going to keep talking about the Crush Davis. <laughs> yes. Justin Japor is going to tell us about, wait till you hear the story about how Sunset Hills was built and who built it and why. This just captivated me. Uh, and he'll also tell us about the Pomp Schaefer and what I'm going to get for winning. It's the Golf Show, live from Sunset Hills in Carrollton on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. And now it's time for Who's Driving? Brought to you by Ray Judice. If you're facing DUI charges, you need a DUI lawyer who will step up to the tee for you. Call Ray Cell at 404-964-4185 to schedule an appointment. Well, Who's Driving this week is me. Uh, only about 45 minutes from downtown Atlanta. Maybe a little more. Depends on uh, what you want to do on I-20. I stumbled into this place through some connections. The Sunset Hills Country Club. Uh, so I'm making the drive. And it gets shorter every time. I know where I'm going. I pass a couple of quick trip gas stations. It is excellent. So that's who's driving, Ray. Me. I'm driving. And we appreciate you uh, for, for asking. The director of golf here at Sunset Hills is Justin Japor, and he has got a headset on. Good morning, Justin. Great. Good morning. It's great to, to have you here. Ollie Good. Dean would be out here, but he's not allowed to drive. <laughs> no, I'm not. They took my license. So, Justin, let's talk about the Scottish Open leaderboard. No. No, we're not. You wait. <laughs> Ollie thinks he's funny. <laughs> I do. All right. So, the reason why we're all here today... Uh, out at Sunset Hills, is the Pomp Schaefer Invitational. Tell everybody what it is and how long you've been doing it and who in the world was Pomp Schaefer. Pomp Schaefer um, was the, the the club's very first president of, the, of, of Sunset Hills. Uh, we opened up in 1948, and we've got kind of a, a great story. The uh, gentleman from Carrollton would drive over to East Lake to play. They didn't have a golf course in Carrollton. And finally, one day after a round of golf at East Lake, they decided to go out and have a beer after the round and kind of talk about maybe building a golf course at uh, in, in Carrollton. And as they were talking about it, Robert Trent Jones Sr. was sitting right next to him and offered to come down and take a look at the property and, 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 and help him break ground. And Robert Trent Jones Sr. was in town. Working on Peachtree. Building the Peachtree Golf Club. Yes. So you've got that absolute gem 
and and most of us or most folks have not been lucky enough to play there. Some I, I have. And that's a hard one to get so, on. I've, I've played there uh, one other t- one time, but uh, enjoyed enjoyed my 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 four hours there. Yeah, the the staff and the crew. And I mean, they're just it's unbelievable what they have there, and the membership is great. Uh, the, there is that letter on the wall, the typewritten letter from Bobby Jones to Robert Trent Jones Sr. on how how to design that golf course. And there's one little handwritten section in there, and it gives me goosebumps to even think about it. Uh, but we've talked about it before, and so this course was designed right around the same time. Designed, built, laid out. That right. was, I believe, in 1945. That's right. Somewhere in there, and this is 1948. Same guy, same land, just 50 miles west. That's right. That's right. And then it's just the, the circumstance of running into him at a... At a, at a at a at a bar trying to have a beer with uh, everybody with all the uh, guys from Sons from Carrollton was just coincidental and and fate has taken over from there. Oh. Ollie, what a story! How That's about a great that? story. That is a great story. Like you, I've been fortunate to play Peachtree and looked at that letter. I wonder how many great courses in Georgia got their impetus from members at Eastlake. I mean, obviously Peachtree is one. Um, Sunset Hills is another. I wonder how many more there are. Good question. I don't know. I don't know, but I, you know, it's the connection to East Lake goes on a little further. Lafoy in '94, when they did the a, a remodel, um, as they were stripping some of the fairways, they took the sod and put it all on the driving range at East Lake. So all of the sod from number seven is what's on uh, East Lake driving range from here from here what was the seventh hole here is now over there over there that's right all the side they took and the, the lafoy i guess was doing some work there or they knew somebody that was doing the construction i'm not 100 percent sure but the 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 side from number seven uh, was used on uh, east lakes driving range yeah. how about that justin japor yeah. is our guest he's the director of golf here sunset hills country club out in Carrollton. How long have you been here? I've been here just a little over 12 years. I've been a, a, a golf professional since 98, and I was fortunate enough as a, as a junior player to come over here with Andy McClendon and fell in love with Sunset Hills as a, as a kid. I'm originally from Noonan and um, always wanted to, to have an opportunity to be at Sunset Hills, and I can't believe it came true about 12 years ago, and I absolutely love being in Carrollton at Sunset Hills, and uh, hopefully I'll be here for many years. Speaking of Noonan, uh, one of the hidden gems, I think, in the state is Noonan Country Club. I love that golf course. Did you play that growing up? I played over there a good bit. Uh, my membership was at White Oak, but I had a lot of friends, and I played Noonan a lot over the years growing up, obviously. But uh, I, I think a lot of Noonan Country Club. I think it's a phenomenal design. The head pro that was at White Oak that uh, got me into playing competitively was Art Craft Jr., and his dad, Art Craft Sr., was at Noonan Country Club, and I believe he built the back nine at Noonan Country Club. Uh, I absolutely love that facility. They're doing a lot of great things over at Noonan, so I've got a lot of fond memories of Noonan Country Club for sure. Very cool. Now, the tournament that's going on now, how many years have you been putting on this tournament? It's uh, definitely over 30-plus years. It was one of the first uh, invitationals or one of the first tournaments that they started here at Sunset Hills. The exact, uh, the first year, I don't know exactly, but it's been 30-plus years in honor of uh, Pomp Schaefer as the first president. Now, is it open to the general public? Is it by invitation? 
It says invitational, but it, it is open to uh, anybody that would like to play. And we send, I've got a, a database that of people that have played over the years, and every year we send out an invitation for them to, to come back and, and play with us for the weekend. So let's explain the skill level required because they're they're all over the map out there. We got a bunch of different tees. You got a you know, you, you need to be able to finish the holes. That's right. You know, we're not we're not playing with handicaps. No, no. It, the, the format of the event it's uh, individual 36 hole stroke play. We flight it after round 1. So if you have a great round, you're right in the mi- middle of it. If you don't have your best day, you're still you've got something to play for within your flight. Um, the scores average, we've saw a low of 68 in the championship division all the way up into the mid 80s. So it, there isn't a certain skill set that you have to have. You just got to be able to enjoy uh, enjoy golf and uh, have a good time. But we also have a senior division as well. So we're trying to make sure that we stay relevant to everybody. And our senior division actually has a low of 66 right now. Um, so it's 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 just a, it's a great format. It's a great layout. And the skill set, I wouldn't say that you have to be a scratch player to come out and enjoy yourself. But uh, to win the tournament, you're definitely going to have to shoot under. Par. Yeah, 68. Yeah. That is an impressive round. Brian, I, I'm so surprised you didn't share that with us earlier that you fired a 68 yesterday. No, you're very kind <laughs> to point that out. The 68 three under par. I was two under through 11. Wow. And then was very quickly not two under par anymore. What's even more impressive is we have a, a rising uh, junior at Carrollton High School, Luke Abel, who who fired the sixty eight. So uh, he's he's a fine young man, and um, we look for some great things out of him uh, today on round two, and really the uh, the rest of his career. He's he's got a lot of game. The weather didn't allow for a repairing because I think I could have stared him down, honestly. <laughs> Uh, now, very rarely do you put the guy that shoots 68 and the guy that shoots 75 together in the final group. Correct. But I know you would have figured out a way to do that. Um, but uh, you did a great job. You and your staff here, by the way, great job of battling a really – that was a very unfair – you guys are talking – we're going to have Jeff Fages from the GSGA on. They're having the same weather problems down in Savannah at the State Open. That was not a golf-friendly weather forecast. No, not it, not was, at all. It was, it was really very stressful trying to figure out what's going on with not only the rain, the rain wasn't the, the largest portion of our issue. It was really the lightning that was coming in. Yeah. 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 Hit and miss, start and stop. Uh, had one big stoppage and then didn't get finished at the end of that. But No, we had a, it was right at a two and a half hour uh, rain slash lightning delay. And we got everybody out on the golf course at about, uh, I want to say right around 1230. And we wanted to exhaust all options to get the round in. And right at about eight o'clock, we had to, had to call it due to lightning, not necessarily not rain, but we had lightning hitting with uh, right at five miles, and we had to, to get everybody off the course. So we had to come back this morning at eight o'clock and let those uh, those remaining groups finish up, so that we could uh, get round one in. Yeah, it means now we can't repair, which is just fine. Again, a great adjustment. Uh, talking about the Pomp Schaefer Invitational. Uh, you got a four ball tournament before we get done here because I've got a tee time now nine forty five. We've got a we 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 do we have a, a the the sunset scramble which is a two man scramble that is open uh, to anybody that would like to play at the end of September and we also have the West Georgia four ball 
uh, in October that is open to anybody that would like to play as well. And the conditions in October are phenomenal, as everybody knows. Fall golf in Georgia is, is beautiful. And the golf course here at Sunset Hills is is really second to none i would say it's very scenic the bent, we, we still have bent grass here we have crenshaw bent they're nice they're firm and fast in october and it's really a lot of fun to come out and play yeah it is gorgeous ollie you're gonna love this place circle that uh, circle that october date already okay? circled okay all right, Ollie's my four-ball partner. Oh, you're going to love it, Ollie. Can't wait to have you out. He's no good anymore, but no. we, but neither am I. Hey, you don't have to be. Just come out here and have a good time. <laughs> so he's going to be better. <laughs> I'm not sure if I will be. <laughs> One of us is going to be better in October, and it's probably not me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Well, Justin, I can't thank you enough for, for allowing me in. Uh, I got an email. <laughs> Ollie, you asked, you know, it's an invitational. Well, Jim came has forwarded me an email, so you can forward the invitation to somebody else. Apparently, that's okay. <laughs> sure, absolutely. We welcome everybody that wants to play golf and enjoys golf. So it's uh, definitely a, a great field this weekend. Yeah, and you're you're very lucky here. This is this is a whale of a facility. Like I said, I don't want to call this a hidden gem. I said at the beginning of the show, it's not hidden. It's just in Carrollton. That's right. Um, it's it's easy to find. It is walkable. Great neighborhood, but a core golf course. Got water in play. You got everything you need here. You've got to be able to hit some golf shots out there. It's it's you don't just hit a driver and just try to go hit it and find it and hit it again from wherever it lands. You got to be able to hit some shots out there and control your ball a little bit. Yeah, yeah. seventeen. The guys are busting on me because I keep trying to hit driver at seventeen. Uh, it's two seventy eight to a tree that I don't that I can hit. I can get to by hitting a straight ball. Right. All right. That's my number. Why, why am I why am I not hitting driver at seventeen? On seventeen, it's a severe dogleg left. If you hit a straight ball there, you've got a great shot of going through the fairway. And then the problem you have out of the rough while you're still in play, you've got some uh, some trees overhanging the right side of the fairway and the rough, so it's going to block you out. So I would say if you lay back just a little bit more, if you're or if you can hit a nice little power draw around the corner, that'd be great. But it's it's a hard it's a sharp dogleg. So anything that goes too far too straight, you're gonna you're gonna have to deal with the right. Side, the, the trees on the right side. Uh, I keep Justin, I got to give you credit. That was the <laughs> nicest way to say, what in the heck are you doing hitting driver on 17? <laughs> 278. Nobody hits driver on 17. I the give you credit. I give you credit, Justin. The ball doesn't have to move. That was very well said. 278. Well, it doesn't have to move. I don't have to hit a draw. I don't have to hit a cut. I don't have to hit a high, low. I could putt it. 278 <laughs> to that tree right out there. And that's how far I hit it anyway. There you uh, go. What would you score on 17? Well, I made a four and a five. Thanks, jerk. <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe you shouldn't hit driver. <laughs> Justin Japor, you see what I deal with every day. I mean, one over on a 278-yard hole. I think I'd change my strategy. Uh, the day that I made a four, I hit one left-handed. No, just keep justifying it. No, it'll be fine. We'll have a little coaching session for number one T. <laughs> Justin, I want you to go to 17 and just camp out today. And when Brian gets there, I want you to snap the driver over your knee. <laughs> and then run like hell. Yeah, as fast as you can. Well, you don't have to run that fast. But faster than Brian. You're the man, Justin. Thanks for the time. Brian, it's great to have you out. Thank you f uh, for playing. And uh, look forward to, to a great round from you today. And maybe not a driver on 17. Oh, Ju it's <laughs> Justin, great stuff. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, guys. It is a driver on 17. That's Justin Japoro, the PGA Director of Golf here at Sunset Hills. Uh, in about seven minutes, he's going to say my name. on the. Actually, he doesn't do that. But he's going to tell me to hit off the first tee. Because I go at 945, second round of the Pomp Schaefer Invitational. Uh, you're going to chat about 
An even bigger golf tournament going on down in Savannah. The state amateur is going on, and that's uh, they, they've got the same weather problems. I don't even know what round they're in. I feel like they're getting close to the final round, though, Ollie. I think they're close. Yeah, I think, uh, check the leaderboard. I think that uh, final round pairings are going out around noon today. So yeah. the leaders Jeff, are. Jeff Fages is going to join us when we come back. Plus, then Ollie and Derek will get to get into the Scottish Open leaderboard. No, nah, I've already <laughs> talked about it. We're going to come up with some other stuff to talk about. We're going to talk about the Barbasol. It is the golf show on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Before you hit the links, start your morning with the golf show. Now back to Brian Katrick and Ali Dean on Atlanta's golf station, the fan. Welcome back to the golf show on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Brian Katrick out there, run up to the first tee. Best of luck, BK. Ollie Dean still here with you in studio. I'm Derek Thomas, uh, but we'll bring in a very special guest right now, the executive director of rules and competition. I hope I have that correct up there at the GSGA, and I'm pressing all the buttons. Give me one second. His name is Mr. Jeff Fages. We welcome into the program. Jeff, how are you? Thanks for joining us this morning. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Um, it is a beautiful morning so far <laughs> down here in Savannah, Georgia, for the final round of the 101st Georgia Amateur Championship. It's a pleasure to be on with you guys. Now, speaking of it being a beautiful morning, you have not faced a lot of beautiful weather down there. Uh, how delayed has the event been? How's the how's the tournament going? Well, you know the saying about Mother Nature being undefeated. Uh, she, she has knocked us out a few times uh, this week. But we are we're we're persevering and we're fighting through it. Um, so far, we have about um, well about probably nine hours of weather delays that we've had over the course of the uh, three days of competition so far. But we are on track to hopefully crown a seventy-two hole champion by the end of the day here. Well, good for you! Wow, that's a lot of delays. Um, such a struggle to stop and start aggregate everybody again to get them back on the golf course so good for you for being able to finish hopefully today um yeah it's, the... uh, it's it's uh it's it's quite the challenge you know it's it's not only tough on us as as administrators but it's tough on the players as well um you know everybody's rhythm and flow is is off with the starting and stopping thankfully it's just been um one delay each day but uh you know thursday we had a five-hour delay Friday was two and a half hours. Yesterday was an hour and 20 minutes. So we're hopeful by the time any delays could potentially happen today, um, it'll be later in the day and, and shorter period of time, and it'll give us a chance to get it done. Let's talk about the venue a little bit. You're down in Savannah, Georgia at the Landings. And what a pedigree that golf course has. Corn Ferry Championships held there, Q School held there. And I believe this is one of a short list of golf courses in the state to host multiple Georgia amateurs. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Uh, this is the second time that Deer Creek has hosted the championship. Their their first time was back in 2010 when Lee Knox won. Um, we're really excited to be here. The facility, uh, the golf course is incredible. A true championship uh, level golf course that's presenting a great challenge to the players. Um, you know, like you said, they they host a Corn Ferry event here every year for the last I think five years or so, and um, it, it can really hold up to any type of event. Well, the leaderboard is very interesting. Youth is certainly being served. I believe you've got a high school, recent high school graduate heading to Duke on top of the leaderboard, and you've got someone that's that I'm ashamed to, to say how young I think he is in second place. This kid's got to be like 15 or 16 years old. Am I right? 
in Billy Abdo? Yeah, I think Billy Abdo uh, tied for low round in the third round with a 66. He is, I believe he's 16 years old. Yeah, you are correct. Uh, hey, we do have a number of, of mid-am guys and some seniors even that made the cut, and they're they're fighting. But, uh, yeah, the top of the leaderboard is, is filled with, with youth right now. Yeah, speaking of those mid-ams, Nick Cassini tied for seventh. Yep, ab- absolutely. Nick's had... Uh, a couple great rounds out here, 69, 73, 71, and he's T7 right now, right right in the thick of it. Has an opportunity to move up the leaderboard on this final round. Now, storied history of the Georgia Amateur. There was a change this year, and that is that you've made this a walking-only event. Yes, we did do that. Our championship committee uh, approved that change this year to make it a walking-only championship. We did it back in 2020 at Atlanta Athletic Club. Um, more so in dealing with COVID at the time and, and our different safety protocols. But um, we're excited. Um, man, what uh, what a challenge these guys have had. Um, you know, it, it, it really, we're trying to elevate, continue to improve and elevate this championship to be on the same level with all of the other elite amateur championships out there, whether it's a, a USGA championship like a USAM or MIDAM or, or some of the other elite amateur events that make up the elite amateur golf series. So, uh, you know, it's really it's really a test, uh, both mentally and physically, for these players. And you know, by the end of seventy-two holes, we will have definitely crowned a a worthy champion for sure. Now, I love walking a golf course. Um, I think you truly enjoy the experience when you're when you're walking the course as opposed to riding in the cart. But having walked a lot of different golf courses, there certainly are walking-friendly layouts, and there are some that. As much as I'd like to walk, there's no way that I would. Do you feel this may limit the number of venues that would be eligible for this championship, or do you think it opens the door to more? Well, we we have some championships. Uh, the stadium is pretty close to being locked up for the rest of the decade with with sites, and all of them are very walking-friendly uh, golf courses. Uh, but we have made some provisions in the policy that we did make to allow us to uh, implement carts if we need to at any point during the event or for an entire event, you know, if a particular site is not necessarily uh, walking friendly, but uh, we're, we're excited about it. I know the players, um, you know, it's, it's definitely a test, uh, a struggle for them, certainly down here in Savannah with the heat and the weather that we've had, but uh, we've got some great uh, safety procedures in place and hydration procedures in place. And uh, everyone has, has been healthy and uh, they've, they've had a great test of golf this week. Well, I agree with all those sentiments. Um, let me ask you this. You're going to wrap up a great championship, a historic championship in the amateur game of golf, hopefully today if the weather allows it. Um, what's next on the calendar? Any more championships coming up? Yes, we have the 103rd Georgia Match Play Championship coming up at Macklemore Golf Club. We have statewide qualifying for that taking place starting tomorrow, actually, and then that championship is going to take place at the beginning of august and that's another change we made uh to a format this year in that we're going to pod play similar to how they do it on the pga tour with their match play event so we're really excited about that give all of our gsga members that qualify a wonderful experience and um, give them the opportunity to get a lot of match play in as opposed to just playing maybe one round or or parts of a round and, and then be eliminated so we're looking forward to that that's our our next big one on the schedule and we certainly got other uh, USGA qualifiers that we're wrapping up. We've got USAM qualifying up, qualifying coming up uh, next week as well. Yeah, that's a Georgia Southern golf course, correct? That is correct. Well, you have a busy summer, it sounds like. 
Yes, it uh, it's it's pretty nonstop. You know, we go from March until Thanksgiving with our schedule, and then May to August are, are definitely our, our busiest times. There's a lot of long days and and uh, some naps at night, but we're excited. We love what we do. I've got a great team here um, in our rules and competitions department with the Georgia State Golf Association, and uh, we we want to do our best to put on a great experience for the players and uh, give them give them uh, wonderful, wonderful experiences. Well, I always say this every time we have you on. Um, it's great to talk to you. The number of championships and the quality of championships that you put on in this state, we all should be incredibly proud of. But it's not just about the highest competition. Check out GSGA's website, member play days all summer headed into the fall. So take advantage of the opportunities that GSJ gives us as uh, people who love the game of golf in the state of Georgia. Yeah, absolutely. We have, uh, you know, Ollie, we have, competitions and events for every skill level our one day series which is non-competitive is super popular that's probably our, our most popular member benefit you get to play some just incredible incredible golf courses um, we also have our one day series which we started last year which are one day competitive events for men and women in different flights and age groups to you know with a little bit smaller time commitment than some of our multi-day championships and then certainly we have all kinds of championships and tournaments for men, women, juniors, and seniors. So we've got a lot to offer, and uh, everybody can go to gsga.org and then check out our calendar of events and our member benefits. If you're not a member yet, uh, we'd love to get you on board, and you can join online. Well, Jeff, good job. Well said, as always. Thank you for joining us. We'll let you get back to the uh, the Georgia Amateur Championship, and uh, best of luck with the wrapping up that event down there in Savannah. Okay, thank you, Ollie. Thank you, Derek. Good luck to BK and the Palm Schaefer. The leaders tee off at 1040 today, and we do have live scoring going on, hole-by-hole -hole scoring for the entire event. So uh, everyone could go to gsga.org to follow along and see who winds up winning the 101st Georgia Amateur Championship. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate it, Jeff. Okay, thanks so much. 16 years old. 16. Dropped to 66? 16. Woo! 16. Yeah, that's uh that's impressive. It's it, as as Jeff said, uh as unfortunately I, I don't want to say unfortunately, but as oftentimes is the case at a lot of these uh, amateur events. It's dominated by youth. These uh 16. I mean, that's that's, that's 16. Nuts. I mean, I expect, you know, your college players to take home the Georgia Amateur Championship. 16. This kid's not even a senior in high school yet. Well, we'll watch his career with great interest. Billy Abdo, great job. Great job. 16 years old. Makes me Pains me so. Well, speaking of great golf, it's finally you're finally all allowed to talk about the Scottish Open. Well, let's talk about the Barbasol. All right, Barbasol, quickly. Now let's talk about the Scottish okay. Open. Ricky Fowler, top twenty right now, heading into the final round. It's fun to see him out there, under par and almost in contention. It is, or I'd say, in contention. I mean, yeah, he's right there. Yeah, we already talked about Cameron Tringali, the Crash Davis of of the PGA Tour right now, and I mean that with all the respect in the world. Congratulations, twelve million dollars. Been on tour for forever. Kept his card for forever. Um, understand why he would, you know, not really want the first thing people talk about is, you know, most money won without a win. I was pulling for him. That was a heartbreaking four over. To BK's point, he's not completely out of it yet, but um, he's going to have to have a really, really good round today. How about the golf Xander Shoffley's been playing there? Another one good to see back at the top. Speed back at the top? Done the winning that we want, another guy. So, yeah, it's been a fun leaderboard to see, and, you know, obviously a very international leaderboard as we get ready for uh the open coming up in five days four days 
Yeah, we'll go with four. I think they still start on Thursday. I don't think they've changed that. I, I, I'm not good with the math. That is four days away. Yeah. Mm. Well. well, thanks, Ollie. Thanks, BK. He's Thank out you. there. Good luck, BK. Are you um, not giving any credit to my to Jeff Fages, in studio? Harry Dog there in the in the pilot seat. Uh, we'll talk next week about the uh, the Open and all the other events in golf. Thanks for listening, folks. We'll talk to you next week. Braves baseball coming up. Thanks, everybody. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps it $5 minimum balance required. Hey, Atlanta, Hudson Mason here. Is a new roof still on your to-do list, but you've been delayed due to rising home service costs? Well, here's a fantastic solution from Accent Roofing Service. Zero down, zero payments, and zero interest for a full year. That's right. You can get your new roof now and start paying next year. Act quickly because Accent's incredible offer of zero, zero, zero with a 12-month deferred payment option for a lifetime roof system isn't going to last long. Contact the craftsman at Accent Roofing Service today, accentroofingservice.com. 